Sometimes I wonder if people live even as consciously as the average football team. That is to say, before they go out on the field, they are well-schooled in all sorts of different plays to meet this exigency, to meet that exigency. They have some sort of an idea of how they're going to win the game. Most people don't even have any idea that they're in a game that can be won. How many people really have a plan for their lives that doesn't involve more or less sort of working until they finally can reach retirement age and then travel around the world? How many people really know what they're doing in this world? How many people have some sort of goal fixed in their minds that they can work toward? Not that many, unfortunately. The vague thought in most people's minds is that they'll get a job and somehow make money and perhaps own their own home and uh, so on. But a very poignant uh, survey, I should say the results of the survey were poignant, was made some years ago. People in their 40s were asked, what was the happiest time in your life? And an incredible number of people, women, answered the high school prom. That's a pretty sad commentary on what they've done ever since. Something completely false anyway. Just a little bit of glamour for one evening. If a person wants to really find anything in this life, he's got to have some sort of a direction to move in. He's got to know what he wants. He's got to seek uh, a fulfillment and not just sort of expect that maybe uh, somebody will drop it in his lap. Life would be very boring if we achieved success in that way anyway. It makes me think of the Fiji Islands where they had everything. They had all the food they needed without having to work for it. They had, it was so warm they didn't have to worry about shelter. They could just put up a little grass shack and keep out the rain if they wanted to. They didn't have to worry about clothing. It was never cold. They just dressed very simply or for that matter perhaps didn't dress. And so they had no real challenges. There were no ferocious animals. There were no poisonous insects, no deadly snakes, nothing. So what did they do with their time? As far as we can tell from the missionaries, and maybe the missionaries were just trying to write hairy stories so they could raise more money for their missions, but from what we can tell, they spent their time fighting each other and eating each other. They got so bored. Well, in fact, that sort of is what happens when people don't have that much to keep them busy. They may not, may not eat each other literally, but they eat each other up with gossip, slander, backbiting, uh, silly little competition, rivalry, and so on. They waste their lives in littleness. Now, the, there's a glorious destiny to life if people would only just stop and think what they're here for. I said in that first song that I sang, what is it all for? Are we here really just to live alone? And essentially, that's what we do. Even if we live in the midst of a, a crowd of people, we're always essentially alone. When we go to sleep, we withdraw from it all. When we die, we withdraw from it all. And we don't take anything with us except what we've made of ourselves. Deep down inside, each one of us stands alone before eternity. And what is the use of it all? Singing, laughing, walking, living.
but why are we here? And then another irony, there are some people with goals, but their goals are false. It's sort of like dedicating yourself to finding a gold mine in land where there isn't any gold. And so a lot of people look for the pot at the end of the rainbow when there is no pot at the end of the rainbow. You could tell that pretty easily by just running your garden sprinkler and looking at the rainbow that's caused by the sprinkler and digging at the end of that rainbow. And if you don't find it there, then don't expect that you're going to find it in some uh, valley over another hillside. Just because it's far away doesn't make it more real. Realize, rather, that what you're looking for may well be just a dream, just like that pot of gold. You won't find what you're looking for as long as you think that it's something outside your own self. Because what you're really seeking is inside. There's a famous story, you may well have heard it, about a, uh, a man who, he had a farm, was scratching a very poor existence somewhere in the Near East, the Middle East. And somebody came by one day and said, but you know, this same land which gives you such poor crops, there are some places where it gives rich crops, and there are some places where you dig deep enough, you'll even find diamonds. If you could find one diamond, it would equal more than the produce, the wealth that you're getting, the money that you're making from this, this uh, miserable little farm of yours in a whole lifetime. And so the man suddenly got stars in his eyes. He thought, wow, this is what I want. And so he left his farm and started wandering. And he roamed and he roamed and he walked through Africa and Europe. And I think finally he died somewhere, a complete pauper in Morocco. Whatever happened to him is, is uh, uh, not the story here. It's what happened after he left his home. One day, his little daughter, some years later, was playing with a ball in the yard, and the ball fell into the well. And as she reached down to get the ball, she looked down and she saw a little shiny object. So you can guess what it was. She brought it out, she played with it as a toy for some time, and then sometime later, some passerby looked at it and said, why, that's a diamond. And this man had left his farm, not realizing that, in fact, he was sitting on one of the richest mine, uh, uh, diamond mines, diamond deposits in the world. Now, the moral that the person who told the story gave was, why do you have to roam the world? Why not just seek where you are with the opportunities to hand for the success you want? But there's an even deeper moral to it, and that is, why go outside yourself? It's here. You carry with you a gold mine, a diamond mine of fulfillment, of joy, of love. Everything that you were looking, you were looking for it because your inner self is already emanating that kind of fragrance that makes you think that this is what you want, this is what, what you could have. You long for it because that fragrance is already coming from who you are. You have within you the source of happiness, of love, of peace of mind. You don't really live alone at all because you're a part of this entire universe. You don't live alone because you're a part of God. You don't live alone because 
You, although a little wave on the great ocean of existence, are a part of the ocean. And as long as you think of yourself as a part of the waves, just another wave, then you see yourself to be very small. There are other waves that are much bigger. You find yourself threatened by another wave that may be crashing against you. You feel yourself on all sides insecure, not knowing whether you're going up or down. It's only when you see your relationship to the ocean as a whole that you can suddenly see that you have a great reality and therefore a glorious destiny. You know, it's interesting. If you look through the findings, the writings, the claims of people in different fields of life, scientists, artists, musicians, businessmen, teachers, um, great generals, whatever it might be, you won't find unanimity on any level as to what reality is or as to what the goal of life is. There's going to be constant disagreement. There's the old saying, one man's meat is another man's poison. And it's true for everything, basically. And yet there's one field in which you find unanimity. Unanimity as to what reality is, unanimity as to what the goal of life is. And this field cuts across all religions, cuts across all cultures, cuts across all centuries. It's to be found in one group of people, men and women. We call them saints. And saints, many people think, are people canonized by the Catholic Church. One time I was in India, and I was talking about saints, and a missionary said to me, what do you mean by saint? I said, well, I mean the Sanskrit word sant, from which our Western word has been derived. Well, that pretty well killed any argument he might have had on the point. But uh, the thing is that saints are people who have loved God. Saints who in their, are people who, in their love for God, have known him to one degree or another. They may have felt a divine presence. They may have been able to break out of the little shell of ego and realize that they're a part of this great reality that sustains the universe. They may have united their souls with God. There are different levels that different ones of them have reached, but all of them, even after a little taste, just a taste of that joy, just a taste of that inner reality, all of them, without exception, have said, this is the reality we've been seeking. This is the purpose for human life. They're so sure of it that they're willing to give up their lives to help other people to find it. And that's certainty. I don't think that many people in this world would be willing to give up their lives, even the greatest scientist, to defend what he believes. But these people know that it's what everybody's been looking for. What are you looking for in your life? Are you looking for peace of mind? You'll find it in God. You won't find it just in your little mind. Are you looking for love? You'll find it in God. You won't find it with other people. All they'll be able to do is give you back reflections to what you are putting out yourself. Are you looking for happiness? You're not going to find it anywhere outside your own self. On your higher level, which is to say, God. God is our true self. God is that great infinite ocean out of which the little waves 
of our consciousness have come. Don't ask other people to tell you what you're looking for. Other people will tell you that, oh, you should be earning more money, or, oh, you should be becoming more famous, or, oh, you should be doing more good works, and so on. There's a lovely story about a man, I think it's an Aesop's fable, a man, a boy, and a donkey. They were taking the donkey to the market to sell. And so they wanted the donkey to be in good shape to sell at a high price, so they weren't riding the donkey. And they passed a group of people walking the other direction, and uh, they overheard these people saying, uh, look at the, that absurd man walking when he's got a perfectly good donkey to ride. And the man thought, well, maybe they've got a good point. So he started riding the donkey. And then they passed another group and they said, look at that man, strong, stalwart, and his poor little boy has to walk. What kind of cruelty is this? And so the man thought, well, if this is the way people feel, okay. So he got down and he put his boy on the donkey. And they went a little bit further and they passed another group of people and they were saying, what a ridiculous thing. This, this little boy, young boy with his young, light, strong body riding a donkey while his poor old father has to walk. How unfair. How dumb the father is to, make, uh, to put the boy there. Is he a slave of this child? And so on and so on. So the father said, well, I guess that's a point too. So they both got on the donkey. And they were going a little bit further when they passed another group. And the group said, look at the cruelty to that poor animal. Two people on the back of that one donkey. And the man got so angry with all these different reactions that he, they were crossing over a bridge and he just took the donkey and pushed him into the water and went home. Well, the thing is, you can't ever find what you're looking for if you're going to wait for other people to tell you what they think you ought to do. Live from your inner self. What are you looking for? Is your life just going to be dead memories at the end? All the things you dreamed for, are they just, just going to be bits of broken glass? Just wisps, wisps of smoke? The sort of dreams that old people have nodding in the twilight? Is that how your life's going to end? Mind you, it may look a long way off now, but someday it'll be today. Is that a today you want to face? I'd like to read a couple of sayings from my spiritual teacher, Paramahansa Yogananda. These are from a book of his sayings called The Essence of Self-Realization. He said, People live too much vicariously in the opinions of others. If you want to have life and have it more abundantly, as Jesus taught, you must begin by living your own life, not that of anyone else. Your primary concern should be how to win the Lord, not how to please your fellow man. Never lose sight of God. This world will go on without you. You are not as important as you think. Into the dust bin of ages countless billions of people have been thrown. That's a good one to think through. Into the dust bins of ages countless billions of people have been thrown. It is the Lord's recognition we must cultivate, not other people's. Another saying, the purpose of human life is to find God. That is the only reason for our existence. Job, friends, material interests, these things in themselves mean nothing. They can never provide you with true happiness for the simple reason that none of them in itself is complete.
Only God encompasses everything. That is why Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the giver of all gifts, and you shall receive from him all his gifts of lesser fulfillment. Keep these thoughts in mind when you wake up tomorrow. What are you really trying to do with your life? Is it just job? Is it just security? Realize that you are a child of infinity, a child of eternity. Live in that infinity, live in that eternity, if you want to find who you are and what a glorious destiny is yours. I'd like to ask our choir to close this by singing one song.